You know, American charities respond every day to help their fellow citizens. And welcome to our Christmas week charity highlights show here at the Rob Manus Show. We've got three great nonprofits to show you, and hopefully you'll give to all three. The United Cajun Navy's in the Kentucky tornado disaster area, setting up distribution sites at churches they work with between Bowling Green and Mayfield. The Cajun Navy knows their strength lies not only in the words they stand by, but most importantly through the actions of their initiatives. With the help of their tireless staff and volunteers, they organize search and rescue teams during natural disasters. The United Cajun Navy offers and supports needs for children all across the country, and they provide relief efforts through fundraisers, community building events, and in-depth training sessions for their volunteers. They have several locations throughout the U.S. for their supply chain to reach people in need all over. The Cajun Navy has provided holiday meals, toys, medical supplies, generators, and much more at no cost to those who need them. Next up is Code of Vets. Code of Vets supports and values brave veterans they bring awareness and seek practical solutions to the daily struggles and issues of the veteran community. Their mission is to take care of our own, one veteran at a time, and they do. They're coalescing their, their base to be a powerful voice speaking for the rights of veterans with dignity and respect. And finally, Military Veterans Advocacy's mission is to provide training and education services for military and veterans, as well as attorneys, concerning rights and benefits for American veterans. They litigate in federal courts to protect or enhance benefits for military members and veterans, and through legislative advocacy, protect and expand the rights and benefits of current and former members of the armed forces. They also act decisively to protect constitutional rights within the military services. Spokesman for the United Cajun Navy, Brian Trasher, founder of Code of Vets, Gretchen Smith, and Military Veterans Advocacy Chief of Staff Mike Aventus all join me this week of Christmas for our charity show to discuss these great organizations on the Rob Maynard Show. Well, friends, the United Cajun Navy has responded to the Kentucky tornado disaster up in uh, Ground Zero, which is Mayfield, Kentucky. Uh, and you may be wondering... Why is something called the Navy deploying to a landlocked state to help in a landlocked disaster area? Uh, but those of us down here in Louisiana and the Gulf Coast know all about the United Cajun Navy. They've helped hundreds of thousands of people in disasters and kids and families, and we just greatly appreciate them. Well, we're privileged today on this show uh, for our December charity show to have the spokesman for the United Cajun Navy, uh, my friend Brian Trasher here to talk about the response into Kentucky uh, and explain a little bit about how the Navy was founded uh, and what they're doing for folks up there. Brian, welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show, my friend. It's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, it's always fun to join and good to catch up with you. Sorry, it looks like I'm uh, coming to you live from uh, outside of penitentiary, but I'm having some home studio glitches uh, today. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's a little foreshadowing. Anybody that knows me knows that, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, we started getting the calls uh, on Saturday. You know, the tornadoes kind of ran through the Midwest on Friday. We started getting the calls on Saturday morning, mostly for assistance with search and rescue. We have access to 
a lot of really high tech drones. Um, we have search and rescue dogs that specialize in uh, finding people in rubble. Some of them were used at that building uh, that collapsed down there in South Florida uh, a while back. And, um, and so we, we started doing some intel gathering and then it turned into uh, when we started getting a, a, a little bit of the scope of the devastation, it turned into, hey, what, what can you guys send up here? So we, we actually have uh, a lot of inventory in our warehouse in Baton Rouge left over from Hurricane Ida. So we got a couple of uh, long trailers together, started loading them up, sent them up there. And then um, we finally got our point of distribution set up at a church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And uh, ever since then, it's been rocking and rolling, loading up 18 wheelers and, and uh, hauling them all out. They're, they're calling Baton Rouge. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, again, uh, folks really appreciate you guys. Uh, what do you use for resources? Uh, you mentioned loading up trucks and that you had some uh, existing materials from a previous disaster at Hurricane Ida. Uh, uh, do you keep warehouses full of items and then you, you just have trucks that you own or how does that work? Yeah, so we do have a warehouse in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, and we get donations, um, all kind, all kinds of stuff you couldn't even imagine. People, people give us, um, and we uh, we kind of have to like sort it in our warehouse. Um, but you know, a lot of the things that we send out are things like tarps, um, water, obviously. Um, we have some uh, some MREs. Usually, the National Guard will show up somewhere and, and start giving those out, though. Um, hand sanitizer. One of the things that people don't think about but are extremely important and appreciated are hygiene products. Because after a couple of days and not being able to take a shower when you're used to taking one every day or twice a day, you start to notice. Uh, and when you, somebody shows up with, uh, with those kind of products, they get really, really excited and appreciative. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, it's a long list of things. Generators, chainsaws. Uh, we have some uh, volunteers who have heavy equipment to clear out roads and things like that. Um, and so we just kind of put all this, uh, we, we, we don't own, we do own a couple of trucks. We have, um, a, a 18 wheeler and we have a, a, a refrigerated truck to be able to send food and, and perishables. Um, but mostly, um, trucks show up from other places. Like, I don't even, sometimes we don't even know where they come from. They just, they show up and bring us stuff or they show up empty looking for us to load stuff. And, uh, we, we load them up and tell them where to go. I've, I've seen in the uh, reporting on the group that there is a uh, Cajun Navy ground force commander uh, that's deployed. What's the size of the team and the makeup of the team that's on the ground up there uh, in that area in, Ma in Madisonville and Mayfield? And yeah, so Cajun Navy ground force, there's a few different Cajun Navy groups uh, that are, are separate from us. Um, and we work with some of them, some of them we don't, but... Um, but as far as our, our field team, the United Cajun Navy field team, um, it started off with like three or four people that are actually based out of Texas. Um, and, but they, but one of the guys is a pastor, Warren Beamer, and, um, he, he's just like, he's a beast in, as far as being a field and setup guy. Like he, he's got an unbelievable network of churches. So he's got other pastors and, and who can get, give them facilities, give them a lot of volunteers. Um, and he's just a master at setting up you know, food operations and supply distribution operations. So he got up there, I think Sunday night and they really got to work on Monday. Um, and, um, and so he's kind of been coordinating as the trucks been coming in, uh, deciding where to go and where to set up the pods. Wow, man, that's, inc that's incredible. You know, it only takes one person, uh, sometimes to, to be the linchpin, in the, uh, in the fulcrum that, 
that uh, has that function of bringing everybody together and getting all the resources together. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I know uh, over 74 people have been uh, declared as died in this accident and we're all praying for those families. Uh, I don't know how many injured there, there are, uh, but uh, the pictures of Mayfield look like it was hit by uh, a large strategic bombing operation from World War II, quite frankly. It's completely devastated. And, uh, what's standing is uh, has no roof, no windows, uh, uh, but most of the things really aren't standing. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just sticks laying on the ground. So that's uh, really what struck me is that you know we're used to seeing you know hurricane damage, and whether it's from wind or from a tidal surge, you see a lot of dilapidated structures and a lot of debris. Um, when people ask me what it looked like up there, and I haven't been up to the field yet, but, but, uh, we've been getting a lot of pictures and videos back from our team up there. I tell them it looks like a landfill because you just see flat wide open as far as the eye can see, no standing structures and just like trash and debris. It's mm -hmm. hard to believe that there, you know, even used to be a, a thriving town there where people were walking around and driving around living their everyday lives because it's just gone. I mean, it's really yeah. just, you know, it's extinct is the word I would use. Um, but, you know, Americans are resilient. We know uh, people in the, the bluegrass state are resilient and they're going to rebuild and uh, it's just going to take a long time. So uh, they're going to need a lot of prayers and support probably for at least the next year. Yeah. And is there a local phone number or a website up there that you can point people to to get in direct contact uh, with the folks from the United Cajun Navy so they can get direct help to folks? Yeah, so we do have a, an 800 number and being the uh, responsible board member of the group that I am, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I can tell you that our website is www.unitedcajunnavy.com and everything you need to know is, is there as far as like how to contact us, how to donate, but also too, we have a, a pretty active Facebook page and we have a lot of followers on it uh, and you just look for United Cajun Navy. That is where we post the majority of our updates and, and uh latest information because sometimes a point of distribution or a contact person will change and that's the best way to get the word out there as we we post it on there well folks when the when this show gets published uh one of the things we'll do from the rob Manus show is we'll post links to the facebook page and the web page uh and uh, get that 1-800 number and put it in the comments threads uh for this uh and uh, uh and maybe put uh, put a placard at the end of brian's segment and put that number up on the screen because we will be broadcasting this out live a couple of times next week. It's part of our Christmas charity show. Uh, and we want folks to know firsthand uh, what they can, uh, where they can go to find help. Uh, what about donations, Brian? Uh, how do people donate? Uh, do, you, do you need money? Do you, do you need items? To, do you need volunteer truck drivers? That kind of thing. What do y'all need? Yeah, I mean, all of the above, you know, I mean, the, a lot of times we, we are taking donations. And again, you can go to our, our Facebook page and see the location in uh, in Baton Rouge. Um, we're not we're taking some at our warehouse, but we have, we have another. Uh, I think it's uh, Promise Word Church or something. That's why I didn't try to say it because I couldn't remember the name of it. But it's on our Facebook page um, and the address and everything where, where they're taking donations. Yeah. Sometimes the problem with donations is like people bring us all kind of stuff and it's like different sizes, different shapes, you know, and, and sometimes it's a little hard to, to sort out and palletize. Um, but you know, a lot of times, you know, people have been very generous in donating money and you can do that on our website. There's a donate button. 
Um, and people ask all the time, where does the money go? And uh, the answer is very easy. The vast majority, probably 80% of the expenditures we make are for fuel and for trucks because we know those things are expensive. They're even more expensive than they were uh, just a short time ago. Um, and uh, even though a lot of these trucking companies, some of them have donated um, the, the drivers and the fuel and all that, but there's only so much of that they can keep up, you know, before they themselves go out of business. So, but they do give us a very steep, you know, discount almost probably at cost or a little over cost, but even that adds up, you know, it could cost anywhere from two to $6,000 to send a truck depending on how low, how uh, full it is and where it's going. And, and look, Kentucky is uh, like a 12 hour drive away and uh, CDL drivers are only allowed to drive like eight hours before they have to take a break. So usually it's like an overnight involved. Um, and so that every, all that adds up as far as cost. Absolutely. So give us your Facebook page title one more time, Brian. Yeah, it's just type in United Cajun Navy uh, and it's it's listed as a uh, nonprofit organization. And um, that is where you'll find um, all the latest and greatest uh, stuff that we have as far as like, you know, where to find us, where to donate and uh, how to get involved. Somebody wants to be a volunteer, they can fill out a volunteer contact form on our website. Uh, and I think we have a form on our Facebook page as well. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, sir, for coming on the show for our Christmas week uh, event. And and thank you for helping this organization and being part of this organization. Uh, Y'all are certainly in our prayers, my viewers, uh, many are, of them are from the Louisiana and Gulf Coast of the United States. So they, they know about you, they support you. Uh, and I know that they're going to be excited that you are up there uh, putting your shoulders to the wheel and helping the good folks of uh, Mayfield, Kentucky, in that area recover from this disaster. Merry Christmas, my friend, and uh, have a great week. Merry Christmas to you, too, and uh, thanks for helping us spread the word. And one thing I just wanted to mention you know, to your viewers is that one thing that struck me when I read about the, the tornadoes, uh, it, it hit like six different states, and all six of those states listed in the article I read, we got a ton of donations from. Uh, at our warehouse in Baton Rouge after Hurricane Ida. So those folks were given out. It's time to give back. Absolutely. And that's what we're about. That's what the United Cajun Navy is about, is giving back to those uh, that have helped us down here on the Gulf Coast through all these hurricane recoveries, for, for sure. Thanks, Brian. Again, Merry Christmas, and uh, have a great week and a great rest of the year, and Happy New Year. Same to you, Colonel. Merry Christmas. Well, welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. Gretchen Smith, the founder of Code of Vets, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I believe the angel of veterans and their families uh, that uh, is just providing uh, a wealth of help every single day since she started this organization on social media. Uh, and we are so blessed to have her on again this year as one of our highlighted charities. Uh, Gretchen, how are you? It's good to see you. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for highlighting our mission. It's so sacred and we're doing great. Busy as ever, but couldn't couldn't ask for anything else. For, for those viewers that might be new to the show and new to the organization, just give a brief, uh, you know, 30 second history of Code of Vets and, and why you're doing what you do. Well, dad is the inspiration. I started uh, Code of Vets as a Twitter page to honor my dad. He was a combat vet, served two tours in Vietnam, and he ended up losing his battle uh, to PTSD. And I just wanted to turn that tragedy into something powerful and into something good. So I started using dad's story and his journey from a daughter's perspective and as a veteran as well 
to let veterans know out, out there, you're not alone. Uh, and it just exploded. It really resonated with the veteran community and the social media world. And it just naturally evolved into a 501c the next year. Um, I brought on my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter, who has a skill set that I do not have. She vets our veterans and provides cases behind the scenes while I run all the social media and raise the funds and handle the finances. So we are, we're a fierce team. Uh, social media is powerful. So that's why we've been able to assist veterans across the nation with a 2% operating cost, Rob, at, at working purely on these platforms. We're presenting each and individual mission, our, our veterans, and our donors uh, have just really responded uh, throughout the country. And I'm just amazed by the explosion of growth we've experienced in the past three to four years. It's been a blessing. I feel like I've been called to do this and we've actually assisted well over 3000 veterans. And we're, we're probably right around the 5.5 million mark in donations thus far. So you heard that folks, uh, 2% operating budget, over $5 million in donations total, helped over 3,500 veterans and their families. And these are real issues. I mean, th this charity is the only Veterans 501c3 that I know that gives daily help for daily problems in the lives of America's veterans and their families. I don't think people really understand that, Gretchen, because no other organization does what you all do. I don't think anybody's copied it. I, I'm on the hunt for them. I look for them. Uh, <laughs> I, see, I would love to see them if they too. have. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but nobody has done that. And it's just amazing that, uh, you know, I've worked for 501c3s before, that you yourself have raised over $5 million in just a few years. And you give that money directly to the people that need help. Uh, what kinds of things uh, uh, does the organization help with? And I know that's a big well, question, but it's it, it is. <laughs> but you know what? We're kind of a warehouse for veterans. And it, it's it's actually a beautiful thing. It, there's there's definitely a need for a code of vets, Rob. We assist with utility bills, disconnect notifications, evictions, late rent, foreclosures, um, uh, medical co-pays. I have elderly vets so that every now and then they'll DM me and say, hey, Gretchen, can I get assistance with our, you know, my $50 copay for my heart meds or my $30 for copay for insulin, which is, which is sad that they have to reach out and ask for that. Uh, and, and these are people we've already vetted. So we know that their cases are legit and that they, you know, they live on a very tight budget. Uh, we, we just, car repairs, you name it, funeral expenses for families who do not have um, any type of funeral insurance or burial coverage. We offer assistance to those families. Uh, we provide plane tickets for veterans who've suffering from PTS, TBI issues and need to get to a residential facility to get the, the help that they need. So there's just a really broad range um, that we work with. And we try to go to where the vet is and, and meet that need, whatever it looks like financially. Uh, once Cindy vets it and, you know, we find out that veteran is legitimate and the need is real, then it is it, then it becomes my turn to, you know, push that veteran out there on social media and to say, hey, this is the situation we're dealing with. This is the veteran. And within hours, um, 24 to 48 hours, we can have that resolved and get those funds to that veteran. Uh, that's fantastic. And, and I do have a question for you since it's been so long since we talked. I've seen some what looks like coordination with another 501c3 uh, organization that I uh, have really close to my heart. I've actually been to Camp Hope, uh, PTSD USA's camp 
uh, over in Texas, and it's a phenomenal program. Uh, talk about what you've done with them this year for just a, a minute. Yeah, David and I have become very good friends. Uh, we formed a partnership. We we do a lot with and for Camp Hope. I am a firm believer, based on my dad's journey, that our veterans need to get the help that they need in, in the moment that they need it the most. And so we've uh, paid for dozens of plane tickets for vets to fly to that particular location. We've also done numerous wish lists, big ones, <laughs> to, you know, to assist with the different items you know, that the veterans are going to need while uh, while staying there because a six month program, I tell them to house a veteran. And so we we just decided with the platform that we have and the following that we have, that's the least we can do for Camp Pope. Uh, and it's been such a blessing to see us put together these massive wish lists. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we'll never be able to cover all this. And I'll tell you what, Rob, every single time America steps up, and takes care of those uh, combat vets. It's been, it, we've had wish lists as much as $16,000. And we just did one, we just wrapped one up today and it was a $6,000 one. So each time we put it out there, um, it gets done. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. As I mentioned, I've been to Camp Hope. Uh, uh, one of the guys that donated the land and uh, as part of the facility uh, gave me a tour of it and I got to speak to to, to men uh, and women that were uh, residents there and going through the program. And I can't say enough about programs like that. We need more of them. We need more of them and we need more Code of Vets type programs because uh, although you have wide reach and far reach and you have depth and uh, and you're able to raise some money, not everybody knows about you. So uh, the yeah. numbers are still out there, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. That's why it's important, you know, for for I, I really do appreciate you highlighting our mission and what we do, because we are capable of more because of the way that we function. Sandy and I um, can handle more veterans because it's it's socially media driven. So it gives us the time behind the scenes, you know, to, to get the vets lined up and ready to be pushed through the system. And it works. It's it's an incredible way for us to take care of our community and give um, the average American citizen who wants to say thank you or pay it forward, give them that opportunity in a simple way. So we try, that's why we keep our process clean and tight. Um, and yeah, we just need to get the mission out there more uh, to grow yeah. our name because we're, we're doing it for the right reasons. This is for veterans by veterans. Um, this is not a paycheck for anybody. This is literally to get the help directly to the vets in real time. And I'm a, I'm a real strong proponent of that because we got a lot of orgs out there where veterans are waiting 60, 90, 120 days to get the help for whatever they've applied for. And we don't do that. I mean, we wrap it up. <laughs> Once I get it out there and the donors see yeah. the need, they respond. And I'm sitting here, you know, at home in my office. And as the money is flowing in every day, I am pushing it out to the veterans. I do not sit on it. It goes directly out to the veterans to get them squared away. Yeah, and to give you an idea, folks, I've seen this organization uh, help a homeless veteran who is a single mother living in her car, literally on the streets of a major city. Uh, and that's the type of timing you have to have. You have to have immediate assessment and immediate response in order to help somebody that's in a situation like that. So, Gretchen, this this is your third appearance on the Rob Mana Show's Christmas show uh, that says two things. One, that the Rob Mana Show has been around for three years, uh, and uh, uh, and that and this is the opportunity for you to talk about your Christmas program because I know you guys always 
put together a special Christmas program and effort to really ramp it up and push the throttles up to meet the needs that are out there, especially right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, with, with the way our economy is this year, inflation is just skyrocketing and it's historic. It's put a lot of our at-risk families and elderly vets um, really at risk. Um, they're just financially sinking. So, and again, I want to go back to Camp Hope for a second. We, we've um, embraced a lot of the veterans that are in the program right now, and we've partnered with them, and we're doing wish lists for the kids of the vets who are getting help. Again, that program is six months, and a lot of our vets are the primary breadwinners. So when they go away for that period of time, it is crushing for the families, uh, it, it just can financially cripple them. So we're taking Christmas off of their plate so they do not have to stress about it, so they can focus on their stability so that they can get, get back to life and living again. So we've done that and we're also assisting some of our own veterans that we've helped earlier in the year that we know that are still struggling and probably would not have gifts under the tree unless we did something. So that's what Cindy and I have been working on this month. We've been pushing those lists out there. You'll see toys. Uh, for the kids and for the teenagers, you know, they, you know, they had, they want their little earbuds and the outfits and new tennis shoes. So you'll see a variety of things that you can choose from. And the wish list, once we put them out, they go fast. Um, again, America is beautiful and generous. And when they see the needs of these veteran families and the fact that they have served for us and protected us, they get right, <clears throat> they get right on top of those wish lists. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, we've had a wish list just totally just disappear within two minutes. I was floored. I have never seen anything wow. like it. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, well, Gretchen, we wish you and Cindy and your families uh, and all of the folks that help Code of Vets a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We are blessed to have America and uh, have Americans like you all uh, to watch over America's veterans and their families. It's just I can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and have a wonderful next year. And I hope we can even increase your donations more. Thank you, Rob. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, Military Veterans Advocacy is also one of my favorite uh, nonprofits and my favorite veterans nonprofit uh, that uh, works for uh, the benefits of veterans that are supposed to come from the Veterans Affairs Department uh, and to protect military and veterans' rights and those kinds of things. So we're, we're very pleased to have our next guest on. Uh, it's uh, Mr. Mike Cabentis, a U.S. Navy veteran and the current Chief of Staff for Military Veterans Advocacy. Uh, Mike, welcome to the Christmas show for The Rob Mana Show. Well, Colonel, I'm going to call you Colonel, but that's okay. Uh, I'm surely glad, uh, you know, I've known you for a long time, and I always enjoy talking to you, and I, I appreciate your efforts and what you've done for our military and our veterans. And uh, to me, uh, you know, I'm retired, but I still have this drive in me to help our military and our veterans. And I hope this Christmas show gets that point across. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And in all transparency, I have to tell the folks that I am a, a, uh, a at-large board member on Military Veterans Advocacy Board, and I've also served in two other positions uh, with the organization. And I will likely continue to serve for the rest of my life as long as I'm able to, uh, because it's that important of an organization. Tell the viewers 
what MBA, you know, what's MBA's big accomplishment in the past five years? Well, MBA was actually established in 2012. And at that time, it was decided that we would, uh, through legislation, litigation, and education, we would reach out and help our veterans who are struggling to get their earned and and deserve benefits from the VA. And in the last five years, we have enjoyed, uh, we was able to go to the district court below the Supreme Court and win benefits for 93,000 Vietnam veterans who the VA has been denying their benefits since 2002. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, And uh, this was for Agent Orange exposure for veterans that hadn't necessarily had boots on the ground because the VA had put some rule that Congress didn't write into the initial law about that? Yeah, uh, Rob, that's correct. Uh, There was 93,000 of us who uh, we had been in the harbors uh, right along the shoreline doing shore bombing, uh, search and rescue missions, uh, and all those military personnel was directly exposed to Agent Orange through our distillation systems. And uh, there was plenty of scientific evidence to that fact but the VA kept uh, turning a blind eye on it. They, uh, they just wasn't having anything to do with it. And when Military Veterans Advocacy won that in the court, it sure gave a lot of relief to a lot of veterans who are disabled and who are struggling. And uh, it's meant so much to me and my family, too. Yeah, I would point out, Mike, for the folks watching, uh, that you are an Agent Orange exposed U.S. Navy veteran. Uh, so when when Mr. Caventus says it meant a lot to his family, I mean that's that's coming from direct uh, evidence. Uh, that's a direct report right from a veteran and their family that uh, these actions have helped. Now, now uh, Agent Orange was kind of the first big toxic exposure uh, issue that U.S. veterans faced in the 20th century. In a, uh, it, but in the 21st century, there have been a lot more toxic exposures. And there, even during the Vietnam War, we know about more Agent Orange exposure outside of even the, the, uh, uh, the sea uh, where the Navy, Blue Water Navy veterans got their benefits at. What's going on uh, from, from NBA's perspective on, on future uh, wins, so to speak, to get folks the benefits that they've earned through being harmed while they were on active duty in these yeah. zones. Rob, there's been so much exposure that's been unturned uh, by military veterans advocacy, and that means exposure to Agent Orange and its toxins on Okinawa, Panama, Guam, Johnson Island, Thailand, all those areas have been heavily sprayed by the military with the same chemicals that was used in Vietnam for foliage uh, eradication. And we've got thousands and thousands of our veterans who are suffering today due to these exposures. And uh, just last week, we went to court again to the same court that we won the Blue Water Navy 
asking them to, to include Thailand, Guam, and Johnson Island, and actually to extend the limitations on the Blue Water Navy Vietnam veterans. So we're uh, impatiently waiting uh, for that court results. And then uh, hopefully it's going to be in uh, the veterans' favor. If not, then uh, we'll, we'll move forward with that. Also, we're involved in burn pits. And I don't know if any of you have ever been uh, seen any of these burn pits. I have not seen them firsthand, but I'll tell you, I've seen some very strong videos that's uh, just heart-wrenching what, what's happened to our, our military and our veterans. And so we are pushing any toxic exposure uh, litigation. Uh, we go to Washington, D.C. on a regular basis. Uh, we usually go for a week to two weeks. And Rob, as you know, uh, you go morning to night and you're beating the halls of that Congress. And when you're done that evening, all you look forward to is kicking up your feet, taking it easy, because you know you're going to be right back at it the next day. That's right. And there's a lot of paperwork involved, too, <laughs> which is something I hate. Uh, but it's very important, even though I don't think most of us like going to Washington, D.C. and crawling the halls of Congress. But if those people up there don't, if we don't get in their face, not in a mean way, but it, you know, physically in their faces and let them see and hear from the people uh, that need the help uh, that the executive branch isn't giving, even though it's supposed to, that's effective, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, you know, what bothers me the most, they'll sit there face to face with us and promises the moon and then it never happens. I mean, that Agent Orange bill uh, for the Blue Water Navy, we've been fighting that since 2002, just to show you uh, Congress, all they want to say is, we don't have the monies. We don't have the monies. But you know what, Rob? They sure had the monies when they ordered us all into these situations. But again, they don't want to take care of our veterans. Uh, I was at a hearing, and I'll be quick about this, and it was a joint hearing at Congress, and we had an undersecretary of the VA there. And uh, she was testifying to the Congress that they look for ways to go out of their way to give these benefits to our veterans. And you know what, Rob, it's just the opposite. They look for ways to not pay the benefits, even though the veterans are struggling, they have health issues. That's the monumental thing, that the health issues are crazy, and, if, and the VA don't even want to take care of them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that we have to go through the courts. Uh, you know, the Blue Water Navy bill, you mentioned the uh, MBA uh, worked that for almost 20 years uh, and did all the scientific data collection from around the world uh, and an analysis and uh, finally had to present it through the court system. And, uh, and you guys won that court case called Procopio uh, v. Wilkie in 2019. And then all of a sudden, Congress could pass the Blue Water Navy bill. Of course, they didn't do it very well. Uh, but they did pass it, and, uh, and part of that case you went back and forth with last week is to try to fix some of the issues. Well, but Rob, that's what happens. 
Yeah, but what happened with that is when we won the court case, that took the PAYGO away. So within three weeks, Congress jumped on and passed that bill, which they wouldn't pass for 20 years, but they passed it because the PAYGO was gone. And, you know, they they really actually hurt some of our veterans by, by passing the way they did. And that's part of what last week's uh, court case was about. That's fantastic. It, it, uh, many folks probably don't know, but the Department of Defense is exempted from the pay-as-you-go requirement, which means you have to come up with the money to fund any new programs. But the Department of Veterans Affairs is not, and we have been advocating for several years now to eliminate that requirement for veterans' benefit bills like the Blue Water Navy bill and the additions to it uh, that we're asking for through the court system. Uh, and so, so Mike, uh, what is the next year have for military veterans advocacy in all of its support organizations? What are you guys up to? Well, Rob, again, we're, we're pushing heavily again for, you know, the Guam veterans, the Okinawa, the Thailand that's taken up the bulk of our, our, uh, litigation and efforts, but also, we're heavily involved with passing any toxic exposure bill, no matter what it is, to any of our militaries. You know, like uh, the water problem uh, helped me uh, at the Marine base. Uh, at uh, Camp, Camp Lejeune? Yeah, they're not. We. I've got a friend who who's, was there for years stationed, mm -hmm. and his wife died from cancer, and it's still a struggle for him. They're, they're, they're just not coming through it. One thing I want to make the viewers understand too, Rob, is even though we get these bills passed, every individual has to be submitted to the VA for numerous, numerous testing, uh, medical exams. I mean, they, they jump you through all the hoops. Even though the bill was passed and, and the court ordered them, we still, each individual still had to go and, and go through numerous. I mean, I went through, and I'm still going through uh, medical exams with the VA before you get any of these uh, medical issues taken care of. Mm -hmm. So it's, even though the bills are passed and, and the laws, it's not a slam dunk. I mean, that don't, it's not an open checkbook. And that's what I hope the viewers understand that each individual has to qualify. Yeah, it's definitely not an open checkbook. I, I think some folks uh, that don't have the understanding that we do think that it's an open checkbook and this is all about getting money from the Veterans Affairs Administration. Money is part of the benefits, but, uh, but uh, and, uh, oftentimes these folks can't work full-time anymore or at all, uh, and uh, they really do need the income so that they can live and live uh, not wealthy lives, but happily and comfortably. And we owe it to, Americans owe it to these veterans and their families to take care of them. Uh, and, uh, and it's not just an open checkbook. I've been through the process myself. It's the most rigorous uh, examination process to ensure that you have the disabilities that you're uh, saying you have, that you're claiming you have, uh, that I've ever been through. Uh, and uh, I've been through the military medical system uh, all of my life. 
and get poked and prodded and those kind of things. But these, these examinations for disabilities are extremely detailed. Uh, they're hard to, it's hard to overcome if you get denied. Uh, and uh, you have to have all of your paperwork uh, properly lined up to meet the requirements of the Veterans Affairs Department. Uh, and that's a whole different language, uh, quite frankly. So uh, nobody's just writing checks and, uh, and there is no open checkbook concept out there. It's really hard to get these benefits. Absolutely, Rob. But uh, I hope that your viewers take a great look and a long look at military veterans advocacy go on our website uh you know uh see what we're all about and i hope that you'll join the organization and hopefully you'll donate to the organization because we only survive by donations none of us are paid workers uh, even uh myself the director uh the chairman of the board we're all unpaid volunteers. Uh, we do have two paid employees, and that's uh, the lady that does all the, you know, all the leg work, all the book work. And as you know, there's tons and tons of paperwork. And then we have another uh, uh, gentleman that's helping us get our uh, message across. Well. You're absolutely right, Mike. Uh, and uh, folks, this is an organization that gets benefits directly to veterans through their actions. Uh, so when you look at the financial statements, they're on the website. It's militaryveteransadvocacy.org. Uh, you can see where the dollars go that you're giving. Uh, but what you don't see on that is that the outcome. The outcome is getting benefits directly to large numbers of veterans that deserve these benefits that have been denied by either the VA or by Congress and the American people for so long when they shouldn't have been. And, and that is critically important to ensure that we have a strong national defense is that America takes care of its veterans and military veterans advocacy is, is the key organization, especially from a, uh, from a benefits perspective. Uh, that ensures that our veterans are getting what they have worked for and what they deserve based on the nature of their injuries that we put them in the situations that result in them, in them getting those injuries. Well, Mike, what other social media does the organization have and, uh, uh, and where can folks go to donate again at just at the website? Yeah, there's a, if you go on the website, militaryveteransadvocacy.org, uh, there'll be a donate button there. There'll also be a, a, a button there that you can join the organization. And I always encourage everybody not only to donate, but to join the organization because daily we are sending emails. We're calling Congress to all the, all of them daily. It's not just a one-shot deal. I mean, it, it's daily, seven days a week. And we can surely use your, your, your viewers' help doing some of this. And I'll tell you what, once you do it, you feel good about doing something. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about America. And that's what now, it's all about. Yeah, and I'll, I'll mention, if you join, uh, we have a program called the Bill of the Week where you'll get an email. Uh, and we do it on Facebook and those kinds of things. Uh, uh, but But – 
large numbers of Americans uh, acting on the bill of the week, which is very easy. It's like one click uh, after you put your zip code in and it will send a an email supporting that piece of legislation uh, that MV Advocacy is supporting uh, to your congressmen and your senators. Uh, and it takes a zip code uh, and a click to hit send uh, once it loads up. So if you do that, uh, if you join the, join the organization and do that for us once a week, that is doing something. And that's what it takes. It takes action, Mike. It takes a lot of action by a lot of folks to get the message through that results in the right action being taken by the government to help our veterans and families, doesn't it? Absolutely, Rob. Well, thank you, sir, for coming on. I know it's a busy time of year and everybody's uh, dealing with uh, stuff and getting ready for Christmas and those kinds of things. Uh, so your time is valuable. Uh, but uh, Candy and I really appreciate uh, you all and uh, want to miss you. wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I look forward to continuing to work with this organization and, and see what we do in the coming year. Okay. Well, thank you, Rob. And again, I always enjoy talking to you. You're always kind of joyful, and except when you're grumpy. But Merry <laughs> Christmas to everybody. And uh, God bless America. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us on the Rob Mana Show for our charity week of the Christmas holiday. We appreciate everybody from the United Cajun Navy Code of Vets and Military Veterans Advocacy for coming on to talk about their wonderful organizations. And I hope you'll donate to them this week. Remember, it's a tax write-off, but more importantly, it supports your fellow Americans, Americans that have given much to you uh, and have asked for nothing. So until the week after New Year's, I'm Rob Manis.